I had a fine time out in San Diego. Oh, great. There was one of the, the uh, captains of the USS Elliot who uh, listened to my tapes and that. As soon as I got there, he asked me to come on. It was, I got a personal uh, tour of the destroyer, the USS Elliot. And they're all getting ready to go. And so I assured them of our prayers that as this in two weeks as they get up and go on that they will do. And he's a, it's a great thing to know that this captain of this ship is a great, 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 strong daily mass Catholic who has a great love for God. And every day he only prays that God's will would be done in his life. So, and there's a lot of people. There's admirals in that there with me at this parish. And the, <laughs> it was just phenomenal parish mission. The whole parish got turned upside down by the Holy Spirit. It was phenomenal. But just to see these people. So I assured them of our prayers as they get ready to fight for us and with us as we pray and we become prayer warriors in our fight. Today, as we come before the Lord, we're listening to what the Gospel says, first of all. And it begins with the apostles crying out when they're told all this stuff by Jesus, increase our faith. And that needs to be our call to God today, first of all. Lord, increase our faith. Because when garbage starts flying around us and all the uncertainties of life happen, we need to be people who are grounded in faith. Not in this world, not in our strength, nothing else but the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. And what that means for us to be people of faith. Now, today is the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, or it used to be called, before we got politically correct even in the church, is it used to be called Our Lady of Victory. And I've always had great devotion to Our Lady of Victory. If you ever go up to Lackawanna, New York, you see a humongous shrine dedicated to Our Lady of Victory. And I have a statue of Our Lady of Victory. And the victory, of course, is a victory of faith. And it comes from God. It doesn't come from us. You know, even in the, uh, in the story of Our Lady of Victory, it was won, a battle was won over the rosary. It was counting on God, not in their own strength. And so it is with all the battles in our life whether it be physical battles, whether it be spiritual battles, whether it be battles over our psyche, it's all battles which we've won when we come to God in great faith. You know, again, if you listen to the, the, the gospel after he asks to increase our faith, then you've got to go to 2 Timothy. And if you go to 2 Timothy, it's in your pew Bibles at page 1314. 1314, this is 2 Timothy chapter 1. Verse six, and I'm quite acquainted with this pair, uh, this pair of uh, passage. We use it all the time when we do tech. This is our go day prayer before we pay, pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And again, I hate this translation, but what are you going to do? It says, "For this reason, I remind you to stir into a flame the gift of God that has given through the imposition of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardless." Or cowardly, did not give us a cowardly spirit, which the old translation says, but one that will make us strong, or here power, loving, or here love, and wise, or here self-control. But let's focus on that, that God has not given us a cowardly spirit, but one that will make us strong, loving, and wise. That's what God has given us. And so sometimes Christians walk away, you know, go around in cowardice. I'll never forget years ago I was down in Union City and we were at a prayer group, huh? bunch of charismatics and everybody's praying. And I can't remember exactly the context of it, 
But we bombed somebody or did something, I can't remember. And in the middle of it, someone come running into the prayer group and says, we got bombed or we bombed somebody, and this is well before I was ordained, so it has to be 15 years ago. And the people start going nuts. Crying, the world's ending, oh my, and screaming. And I just sat there and looked around and I thought, yeah, Christians. The God, the God, the spirit that God has given us is no cowardly spirit, but one that makes us strong, loving, and wise. Huh? Especially when it comes to salvation. That God has come, and again, what we have to do with that, though, is get to that very first beyond. He says, what I remind you to do is to stir into a flame the gift that was God was given to you. So every one of us here, because of our baptism, has been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Huh? But a lot of us have not used that gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, we go around and we're dead. You know, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, it was so funny, when it got, especially when I got at this place. Talk about dead. Oh, a shiver went up through me. But you should have seen by adoration on Wednesday night. Oh, joy went through me. Because what happened is they surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And what has to happen in our lives? Again, how many Catholics have I been with all my life that they go around and it's just, I'm a Catholic and they sit there and they're dead in their faith and they're just kind of there. And I go to church on Sunday, I don't get much out of it, but I'm supposed to be a good person and good people go to church on Sunday. So, but everything else, you know, I just want to go to hell when I die, so I'll go to Mass. And that's their life. And I'm thinking, what are you nuts? God has given every one of us the gift of the Holy Spirit. But what we got to do is to fan into a flame, stir it up. Again, if you take a bunch of white milk and you pour some chocolate into that milk and it pours in there that Hershey syrup and what happens to the Hershey syrup? It sticks to the bottom. It doesn't do squat. What do you got to do? You got to stir it up for it to become chocolate milk. So, all of us have the Holy Spirit. Have you, so there's the Holy Spirit sitting at the bottom of your boat, if you will, the bottom of your glass, or have you stirred the Spirit up? And one of the ways you can tell that you stirred the Spirit up is you're strong, loving, and wise. That's what's supposed to be. What's it mean to be strong? Or what's it mean to have power? As the new translation says. It means I have the spiritual courage to stand up for what's right. You know, this morning in the Office of the Readings, I was praying before I come up, it was from St. Gregory, and he talked about um, for priests, priests need to be strong in the Lord. And you could always tell the way he said, you could always tell a strong priest, which is one that will tell people when they're doing wrong. And not just not, okay, I don't want you not to like me, so, oh, I know you're not doing right, but God loves you anyway, that's okay. No, 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 no. He called them, I ain't going to talk about what kind of person he called that type of priest. But a strong person is one that stands up for what is right. It's moral courage. It doesn't just go along with everybody else. But it shows that we are different. We're called to be different. And when things are wrong, we say, it's wrong. Well, Father, that's not very nice. How many times have I got after Mass? Father, did you have to come down so strong in abortion? Yes. Well, I don't like that. Well, I really don't care whether you like it or not. Sorry, that's life. we got to be strong. But at the same time, we got to be loving. huh? Now, when it comes to be loving means that I would give up my life for you. And loving means that I want you to get to heaven. So I will do anything in my power to get you there. Now, that's for our children. That's for our spouses. That's for our parents. 
To be a loving person means you give up your life for them, but it means why ultimately is so they go to heaven. So that they live forever. And so what you want to do is always do everything in your means to get them there. Loving. To want what's really best for them. Not what's best for you. What's best for them. And so, when they do wrong, it goes back to that strong. You say, you know, if you keep doing that, that's not going to get you to heaven. They might get mad at you for a moment. Or a day. Or maybe a couple weeks. Maybe even a year. But, ultimately, if you do it because you love them, not because you're on some kick about I'm a spiritual holy person, but because you love them, then it's going to bear much fruit. So loving, it's strong loving, and then finally wise, or again, like the new translation says, self-control. A wise person is one who knows what, it would, what step to get to heaven. What should I do to get there? Now, for instance... Every step I take is either a step towards Jesus and towards heaven or towards hell and towards the devil. There is no neutral steps. And so a wise person knows whether I'm taking steps towards Christ or whether I'm taking steps away from Christ. Huh? And self-control is usually one of the best ways to do that. Here I want to look at all kinds of bad stuff and do bad things and have it my way. But a self-controlled person is a wise person and says, but that's going to take me down the road to perdition. I'm going to go this way and follow Christ, which will take self-control. So I know it, and then I can live it. So the spirit that God gives us is no cowardly spirit, but one that makes us strong, loving, or wise. Or one that has power, love, and self-control. Huh? And again, if you go to Romans chapter 8, because it's uh, Romans 8.15, we get this too in Timothy, but where do we get all this reality from? Verse 15 of Romans 8, page 12.18. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Again, Paul's saying the exact same thing here. We don't have a cowardly spirit. We don't have a spirit of slavery. We do not have a spirit of fear. But you receive the spirit of adoption through which we cry out, Abba, Father. It is the Spirit of God within us which makes us strong, loving, and wise. It is the Spirit of God within us which tells us who we belong to. We belong to the God of the universe who we don't have to call Creator, we get to call Daddy, Abba, Papa. And once I know that I'm loved through the Spirit of God, and once I fully surrender myself to the Spirit of God, then my strength is in my faith of who I am. I have faith in God who is my Father, and that makes me His beloved daughter or His beloved son. And as a beloved son or daughter of the Father, I don't have to be a coward. I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to live in slavery. I can live in adoption. And being living in adoption, I am strong, I am loving, and I am wise. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know His love today and forever. Amen.